Waddle and Sylvie, we are live at the Combine in Indianapolis having a blast. And we're talking, it's a who's who. <laughs> it's always a who's who. And he's clapping because he's are, leaving, are not you, because he's here. Are you actually, as I cut you off, Mark, no, having a blast? Or because I sensed sarcasm. Well, whenever I run into an Andrew Siciliano... Like there's more than one, the way I phrased it. When I run into Andrew Siciliano, I am having a blast. And I last saw you at training camp. Yes. And then now we get to see you here at the at the Combine. A lot has happened since we last all spoke. The entire season. Yeah. The entire season. He said there's more than one. There's more than one. There Andrew is Siciliano. actually. There's a guy... Um, that if you do a Google, because my mom does these things, um, he, he he's worked in the financial markets. He's also been quoted like over the years in, in you know financial journalism. Yeah. So there is another Andrew Siciliano out. What does he think about what the Bears should do with the number one pick? Yeah, in the I draft? mean, I, I think he would probably talk about like maximizing your assets and maybe maybe you make two trades. Maybe you trade down from one and you trade your uh, your starting quarterback. That's what the financial guys always yeah. say. That's what. And by the way. I might do that as well. That's what you would do. I think I think we're getting caught up. And by the way, it's great to see you both. Good, great to see you as well. And Are you having a blast? I, I love this. Actually, I do love this event. I'm ready to go home. But So I, you I, had a blast. I had a blast. Um, I generally maybe stay for the first day, day of drills and then go home and watch the rest. Because at that point, my job is done. Right. This year is kind of the same. I'm, I'm getting out this afternoon and watching on the plane. I think we're stuck in this idea that it's got to be a binary decision, either Justin or Caleb. And if you, for example, like Drake May or like Jaden Daniels, it would take massive stones. Imagine the haul you could get if you traded Justin and let's say you move down to two because I bet you Washington would give you a nice return. But you have to be... As confident as one can be, because your career, not just your job, your career is on the line. In oh, all yeah. likelihood, if you were to go down and take one of the other quarterbacks. you got to love them, though. you got to love them. Whoever you draft, whichever scenario is executed, he's got to be right. Well, you can't be wrong. Right. You yeah. can't be wrong. You can't be wrong. And you it's can... easy to say, but it's the reality. You can be wrong picking a quarterback at 20. Right. Now, it, it's not good, but you can be wrong. You could say, oh, well, the other four were there. We took a swing. Whatever. You can't be wrong right. at one. I, I, I want to ask you this, and I think Waddle is interested in this as well. We've talked about this ad nauseum, and I think most of the fans want this to be wrapped up. I know a lot of us want this to be wrapped up. Um, this has been a huge national story, too, yes. um, because it, it, it has so much... Uh, it, it just it, it affects the top of the draft. It affects Caleb Williams is a is, is a big story as well. How big is it nationally as far as what the Bears are doing? It is only now picking up steam this week, just because look the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, and that will dominate the national conversation. And then everyone's kind of hungover collectively for a week. And then not that we didn't do this topic on our shows, but I know Total Access last week just blew it out every night because there's not a lot more to do. We get here to the Combine. Um, whether or not he talks tomorrow, I have no idea. We'll see. I think he's going to talk. Um, and then that becomes, you know, 
the next cycle here. But when when Ryan yesterday or two days ago said, hey, we got to do right by Justin if we decide to move on and you'd like it done before free agency, I, I would just say look at the calendar. Free agency really opens on Monday the 11th, right? The trade last year, I believe, was on the Thursday or Friday before free agency. So it, it's coming, you would hope, eventually. Well, I, I've described it as a win-win-win to do this sooner rather than later. Absolutely. It's a win for the Bears. It's a win for whatever team they dance with because you can get him implemented and get things started and get your own situation mm-hmm. set. And it's a win for Justin, who wants to know where he's going sooner and rather than later. I think he would deserve that answer. Absolutely. Like, if you want to truly do right by him. I, I also think, though, and I know you guys have probably said this, the part that I think some Bears fans are missing, and maybe not, tell me that I'm wrong, is that if you do decide to stick with Justin, which is fine, if you decide to do that, are you ready to pay him? Because he is entering year four, right? So Herbert Burrow last year, the year before that, it was, uh, it was well, Kyler a couple of years ago. You get my point. Heading into year four is when you pay your quarterback, generally speaking, who you took in the first round. Jalen Hurts um, got paid. Jalen Hurts got paid. He was a second-round pick. They had to do that a year earlier. Right. Um, the only one that really didn't do it was Miami with Tua. That was different. It was an outlier, the concussions, whatever. Now they're going to pay him this year heading into year number five, and he's not going to play on the tag. Justin is heading into year number four. Are you ready to make a nine-figure guarantee to him right now? And you're shaking your head. And to me, that's the question that's not asked. You can say, I still love Justin, and I think the ceiling is high, and I want to stick with him. I don't know what Justin's representatives think on the other side of it, but it is going to come time, like now or next summer that you're going to have to pay him. And the floor is Daniel Jones. That Just wrap your head around that number. That's going to be the minimum, right? So like 40 a year, the, the, the cap just went up. All the numbers will go up with that cap. So Joe Burrow got 55. The next quarterback contract is going to start with a six annually. Well, like Mahomes redoes his deal, it's going to start with a six. Justin Fields' contract would start with a four. Are you ready to do that right now? Because if you trade the pick, you're not just sticking with your girlfriend. You are getting married. Yeah, and I, and I think that is a huge part of the equation about why they want to trade Justin Fields. To reset the money. Re- re- reset the money, and I don't think that that's the only thing. I think that's what a lot of people have leaned on. But let me let me gather this. To sum up, you're saying that you would tr- you would do both. You would trade Justin Fields, and you would possibly trade down to two to also get a haul and to pick a new quarterback. I'm taking Caleb Williams. Okay. I oh. I think oh, you that's what I would you do. Just yeah. your no, no, no. You, you, you totally had faked us. No, no. I would take Caleb Williams. But what I'm saying is there are other ways to look at it that I don't think everyone is, is playing 3D chess and looking at the out. There's a door three here, and that if they truly love Drake May or Jaden Daniels or, or, or J.J. McCarthy, whatever, whomever, right. like there is that route as well, and I think we're stuck in this conversation that it's a binary decision comparing this quarterback to that quarterback. This guy's better. This guy paints his fingernails. I don't care, and, right, and we right. need to get out of that lane. Let's go back to the, like you said, it, the Bears have to make that decision financially. Yeah. The dance partner they're looking for is also going to have to make that decision. And do you believe that could be a roadblock for making a deal for Justin? You've got to find a team because if you're going to give up, just arbitrarily pick a second-round pick. Okay. You're going to give up a second-round pick for Justin and not – are you going to pick up his fifth-year option? Now, it gives you some time, Mm -hmm. but it's still a financial commitment. And how many teams do you believe are going to be willing even to just pick up the fifth-year 
So it's a great it's a great question. I think the fifth because the fifth year thing is May second, so that's that's right. coming soon. Um, I think a team that trades for him, it is a much easier conversation to have with Justin and his and his reps. We're going to pick up. I, I think yes, you you take the fifth year option automatically. Right. That's what the Panthers did when they traded for Sam Darnold. Right. Um, I, I was on the record like when we reported. I I I, I think I said to Ian on the air, why? Like why would you do this? Like what, you're trading for him. You don't need to pick up the fifth year option. He's like, well, you're trading for him. Like, it's a show of good faith. I'm like, I don't know that he's going to be any good there. But they did, so I think they would. I'm with you. And that is the show of good faith. I feel the same way about, like, I I, I wouldn't. And I know I'm in the 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 1%. Yes, I wouldn't. So it's what, 24? 23 and change. Like, people are even saying, well, if you keep Justin, you have to pick up his. I would be like, no, I don't. See, but think about that. If you don't pick up his option. By by trading away the pick, like you are saying, I believe in this guy. I'm oh, but by the way, I'm not gonna. I, I don't know yet about year five. Like, how do you have that? Well, this is intellectually. Why, this is why I think the trade is more difficult because if you're wondering whether or not he's worth picking the fifth year mm-hmm. option on, then you're wondering whether or not he's worth trading for. And that's why I think there are fewer dance partners out there than many could have projected several weeks ago. I, I think. I think if you are not in position to get one of the top guys, okay, um, then Justin Fields is a darn good option if you need a quarterback. Let, like, let's say you're the Patriots. And if you feel that way, Andrew, then you're going to pick up that fifth-year option yes. for sure. Yes. And it, it's, it's not, I say it's not that much money. Compared to what you would have to pay someone in a long-term deal, it's not that much money. Right. I mean that's that's a reasonably cheap in these it's days. It's so funny because it gets complicated because the dominoes then begin to fall. Like you trade for him, you pick up his fifth year option. Of course, his people are going to start talking. They want an extension. Well, and but, now but how married are you? You you buy the year. Yeah. So you're basically saying, hey, we'll, we'll lock in twenty four, in twenty four or in twenty five. Yeah. And then you're our guy, but you're also kind of holding the right to change your mind next year. And if you do, after a year ago, he is not the guy, then it's one year and 24. You, you could work with it. You're not going to get much of a return. You're not going to get the same return on your investment if you try to move him after a year. Right. But it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's this, only a one-year deal. This is what, and we're talking to Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network. It's Waddle and Sylvie at the Combine. We have debated this, too, and it's what you brought up about Drake May, maybe at two and maybe trading down. If they evaluate Drake May, and mm-hmm. they love Drake May, mm-hmm. exactly the p- picture you painted, do you trade down for him, or do you take him at number one? Mm. I, what, I, would, I would trade. I mean, why not? I mean, do, do, do to someone what the Niners did to you for Trubisky. Why how do not? you know that the commanders aren't, aren't, don't love him, too? Yeah, I mean, you, it depends, how, uh, <laughs> depends if you want to believe Adam and, and, and Cliff. I don't know. I mean, everyone assumes Cliff wants him. Because I would trade down, too, but Waddle gives us that scenario yeah, that I, what, if, what if they're screwing it's, with It's you? always dangerous. Yeah. Yes, there is, a, there is a, a philosophy. If you believe him, just hand in the darn yes. card. However, you stand to make a lot of money. I mean, money. You, you stand to get a lot back. If you were to make that move, you you talked about nationally this story just kind of coming to a head now. It hasn't, you know, been right. the focal point because of the Super Bowl and other. What do you uh, 
if you're reading the market, what is consensus right now in the NFL universe about what the Bears will do? Um, take Caleb and trade Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's not a whole lot of noise it, it on just, the other side. It just makes too much sense. Yeah. I mean, if you, you're getting a generational prospect. Do you think he's a generational prospect? <sighs> Look, I, I live in L.A. I watch SC every week. Um, they give up 50 and they have no O-line. Like, he's running for, oh, nothing, nothing is done in structure. Yes, he does like to hold the ball for a while and wait for stuff to come open downfield. But they give up 50. You know, the D.C. got fired. Like, they, the O-line's a disaster. He, he has to play hero ball. No, he's got a lot of weapons, and he's got, he's got maybe one of the top two backs in this draft, and Marshawn Lloyd as well. So it's not as if he doesn't have toys to play with. But, like, if you put him at Washington with those three wide receivers – and, again, they have a lot of talent there. I, I, I think we might be viewing him differently about whether or not he could play in schedule. Um, I, I really like him a lot. I, I would be less concerned about whether he not he wants to play in Chicago and a little more concerned with just the... Uh, is maturity an issue with him? I, I think he's mature. I don't know if he's always getting the best advice. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I don't think sure. he's not a bad kid at all. He, and he's like, I, I, I like him. I would take him, but I, I hesitate. Like we say, generational prospect. Yes, he's the best one to come down the line in a while. But everyone wants to compare him to Mahomes because he could throw from weird arm angles. And I'm sure, like, when you saw him for the first time, you saw it too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're like it, it looks like, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean he's, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? right? You can't do that. You can't. I mean, it's like, Andrew, you covered MJ with me. And when we would hear... Baby Jordan, right? Or the Greek Jordan. You laugh at you, it. You, you can't compare anyone to Michael. You just can't compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes. You cannot. You cannot. And I, I just want Bears fans like both can be true. He's the best one to come down the pike in a while, but he's not Patrick Mahomes, even though he looks like like they're not the same guy. But it's funny you mentioned Jordan. I brought up Jordan a lot on the air recently because I think Mahomes has that Jordan in him where it's, A, I'm not going to let my team lose. B, uh, everyone around me is going to, you know, their level of play is going to come up because it's almost like I'm afraid I don't want to be the guy that's known as the person that dropped the pass from Patrick Mahomes and therefore he didn't win. Like, all this guy, the shots are going in when Michael's, you know, throwing you the ball in game six or game seven because I'm not going to be the one that screws it up, right? Um, Almost like a fear factor playing with him. And also, he's a killer of dreams. Like, like <laughs> Buffalo. Yes. Buffalo. Or, or, I mean, anywhere around the league. Like, there are all these teams that are like, we may never win because he's in the league. Like, Close Rich, and late, especially. Yes, and we're in Indianapolis. Like, Reggie Miller is Josh Allen. Like, think about it. Right. Like, there are all these teams that won't win because he rips your soul out of a franchise and a city. Tom Brady's the most accomplished quarterback in the history of the game. Do you think it, six years in, se- seven years, but six seasons in, he's, is he the best quarterback you've ever seen play? See, I, we got into this a couple of weeks ago when someone said, well, if they win, this is on air, the topic bar said, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, is Patrick Mahomes now the GOAT? And I'm like, since when is like doing half your homework actually doing the job? Like, Tom still has seven. Mahomes still has three. No. No way. But Mahomes does things that Tom only Tom did. Right. So I think eventually he may get there. Uh, going back to something that you said, too, you mentioned Washington. 
if the Bears get Caleb Williams mm-hmm. and if Roma Dunze falls to them at nine and those two pair together, is it an A-plus draft for the Bears? I would think so, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, yes. And if you could somehow yes. pry a second away from a team for Justin and find a, a tackle or a center or somebody else in, in you know, second or third round, now you're talking about three pieces to a puzzle. <laughs> Should we do one of these? Yeah. Yeah. What? I, yeah. I mean, about, camera. Yeah, look into yeah, the camera. I'm running, rubbing my nipples right yeah. now. I'm getting combined nipples. You can't do that on the NFL. Yeah, can you do that ever on the No, stand, I've generally avoided that. What if. What if. They took a tackle at nine, right? You have your bookends. Yeah. It's a really deep wide receiver class. That's great. You yeah. came back and got the receiver later. You know, I mean, that, that would still, work. He's still going to be rubbing his yeah. nipples as, I'm, I'm, as well. I'm very yeah. excited. You know, and then, of course, it's going to be, oh, now you beef up the O-line now that Justin's gone. I'm sure that would be the narrative. Yeah, right? Absolutely. With some, well, with with a loud minority. I mean, for think sure. about it. You spent the what was it, tenth or eleventh pick on, on Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. You gave Nate Davis thirty five million dollars. I mean, they have made progress right. on that front. DJ Moore. Yeah, you've added DJ Moore. You gave Cole. If, and listen, if you don't like Cole Komet, don't give him twelve million dollars a year. Right. So, I mean, the, year one was a disaster. Year two was a complete teardown. I have a tremendous amount of. Uh, of sympathy for Justin in certain ways because he's been dealt a bad hand. Mm-hmm. Like when we had Ryan Poles on, he talked about we talked about his experience being at Kansas City when they evaluated Patrick Mahomes and drafted him and then developed him. And he talked about infrastructure. Well, that's one thing that didn't exist with Justin early in his career. Mm-hmm. There was no infrastructure for him. You know, from a coaching standpoint, he's you know went through through two offensive coordinators in two years. They were in a teardown in year two. He has been the unfortunate. You know, recipient of, of poor timing. Um, I don't think he's the world's greatest quarterback. I don't think he's the world's worst quarterback. But at this particular time, he just finds himself as a victim of circumstance. It, right. And it's not his fault. It doesn't right. make him a bad kid nor a bad football player. But I, I was talking to um, uh, one of the, the talking head draft analysts who I respect immensely last night. And they basically said, listen, it, they use the word mediocrity. I, I I don't know that I want to throw that on Justin, but they're like, are you happy with mediocrity or do you want to take a swing of greatness? Take a swing of greatness. Yeah. And that is simply hand in the card and take Caleb and, and by the way, listen, they're not in the same situation that most teams are when they pick first overall. I'm not saying they're a, a playoff team right now, but they have seven wins. Their roster's better than it, than it was. So, mm-hmm. like, Caleb Williams is stepping in into an environment that's significantly better than most first overall picks will find themselves in. Correct. Which is exactly what the opposite of what his dad was saying last year in that GQ article is, you know, why should the best player in college football have to go to a bad team in a bad organization? Because normally the guy at the team at the top is a bad team in a bad organization. Um, that, that's not what this is. It right. is an organization and a team, I think we all agree, making strides and heading in the right direction. And then if you drop this piece in, you know. Should be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. I'm I hoping. Th- I know you guys. We're, want we're it scorned, over right, totally. But we like. I, I'm excited. I, I don't think I've been this excited about a Bears team in a very long time because I, it, it, look, everything seems to be pointing in the right direction. Like Ryan Poles has done some really nice stuff. Caleb Williams is an exciting piece to this puzzle. One of the biggest pieces that you could ever add. Um, 
I'm thrilled. I'm excited, but I'm also a little nervous because yeah. we've seen this. Right. You know, not not the first overall pick with a quarterback, but we've seen the Bears tread into this territory and it not go so. So well. I'm I'm curious. Last year, when when they secured the first overall pick, like we've all heard the story, like you know, celebration and polls, like, like everyone, it was, you guys were at the game, right? I've heard that. When it happened this year, was there? Excitement or like, oh God, no, no excitement, no, pure okay, excitement, good, yeah, good, yeah, big time, big time. And last year, I felt that nobody expected them to take the quarterback. It was you need to give Justin another year. No, while they were looking into Bryce Young and Kay, uh, and CJ uh, Stroud, CJ Stroud um, it was we're going to trade the pick, right? And I know that CJ Stroud turned. And, and looked awesome, and people want to know, well, what, what did he see and what was the evaluation there? But, but I still love the haul that he got back. Mm-hmm. And if Caleb Williams turns out well, and then you get D.J. Moore and you got a second-round pick and you got Darnell Wright, that turns out to be one hell of a trade. One hell of a trade. <laughs> Absolutely. And the idea that – hold on. People aren't doing the they should have taken CJ thing, are they? So Carmen and we, we, we were just in a text chain, yeah. Waddle, me, and Carm. And what Carmen wants to know is. If they misevaluated he, the quarterback class. Did they misevaluate yes. CJ Stroud? Right? I mean, he, he went second. Like, I know there's a lot of revisionist history that, oh, no, no, they wanted him in Carolina. I think some people did. Yeah. Whether or not the owner tipped the scale, who knows. It's not as if anyone looked at Bryce Young and said, this guy's awful. Like, it, no one, when they handed in the card, went, they are making the biggest mistake in the draft in 20 years. No one said that. Right. Like, if they, if they claim they did, they're lying. Um, at the same time, I don't think anyone thought CJ would come in and do this. Now, I remember sitting here last year, and we all said, like, just watch him throw, whether it's his deep ball accuracy, whether it's his balance, um, like, he will put on a show. Like it, it CJ? Looks, CJ. It looks pretty. But I don't know that there are a lot of people pounding the table saying that Carolina's going to get this wrong if they take Bryce Young. I, I still think Bryce Young can play. I, I'm curious to see what they do trying to build things around him in year number two. But um, I always it, felt it's that, a high bar that CJ has set. I always felt that had they been – had they had the opportunity to draft a quarterback of this class's Mm -hmm. caliber last year, it would have been a tougher decision. Absolutely. And and they were kind of, I won't say saved, but it worked out for them. I think most people believe they did what they needed to do. Justin was in his, you know, was in a year where they were still trying to evaluate him. You needed to fill a ton of holes. I don't think there's any regret up at Hallis Hall that they did what they did. We just want to make sure that their quarterback evaluation process is a good, clean one. Yeah, and I think there's the Ohio State thing last year, too. Like, were you going to get rid of one Ohio State quarterback and take another Ohio State quarterback? I know that's low-hanging fruit. That that, is terrible, yeah. yeah, Like, but how would that have played? That's like saying if you like Drake May, you can't take Drake May because you you just failed with Trubisky. I understand. You can't do that. I under, or well, but in Washington, like if they if they let's say we're picking six, or let's say okay, Drake May is there at two. Sam Howell, they just had the the other North Carolina quarterback. Those guys are like this, by the way, like like best friends. Sam so, Howell and Drake May, yeah, really, and like to the. To the point where, like, some people were like, "Well, they can't. You can't have them. They, like, you gotta. They they wouldn't want to be there together. Like, 
get rid of so like, Sam do Howell. Sam Bye. a solid, yeah. get Sam out of there because I like he's going to sit there for the next three years watching his best friend take his job and he's his career's like like they that's you weird. know what I'm saying that's weird. but they're in that position yeah yeah hey keep up the great Thank work we appreciate the friendship and likewise. Uh, and uh, safe travels back to LA likewise when are you guys coming out. I don't know. When are we coming to L.A.? I don't. I do don't know. Do the that Bears is. have an L.A. game this year? We don't. We have don't an Arizona. So. The, the Bears are playing in Arizona, London, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're playing. They played the Chargers this past year, and we didn't come out. I'm just we trying to get to, there. to Friday night without screwing something up. That's, that's fine. You know, that's yeah. keep, my, yeah. keep my vision just you know, pretty close. That's a good goal right Yeah, there. we're going to try to get through Friday night without screwing something up. If we do that, okay. we'll give you a holler and see if maybe we could schedule you something should. in the I future. Mean, this is Mr. L.A. over here. Yeah, right. He used to fly out every week. Oh, yes, gosh. Yeah. You play tour guide. It was fun. It was exhausting, but it was fun. I, I don't. Last thing I know, way long. Do you remember the time where I walked into LAX because I was also flying to Chicago on a red eye, and you were like asleep on the floor, against, sitting the against gate. the wall. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, we the floor had, where? I think, I, it, at the I think we had done a show earlier that day at NFL Network, yeah. maybe or maybe not. And I, I, I walk through security. I go back to the gate, and and there you are. Exhausted because you you would fly out, you would do a couple of yep. shows, and then yep. have to turn around and get back on the red eye. Yep. And you were there on the floor, kind of like <laughs> in the airport. In oh, the yeah. airport, I used yeah. to, I used to like because I would go from, I would tape a talk back with Fox here mm-hmm. in Chicago, then I would drive to LAX. I you know I turn my rental car in and then I go into the to the. I was in the United Club and then. If I could stay awake, I'd stumble to the gate. And if I could sit down and you know, no I'd, chair. Yeah. No, no, you're on the floor. I on the if floor. I remember it correctly, except <laughs> yeah. that one time, you're on the yeah. floor. A couple of scotches? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was so tired, I couldn't drink. <laughs> I will tell you this. Six years I did this. So 20 flights a year, not counting off-season for six years. So 120 flights. There was never a flight I took coming back to Chicago on a Sunday night on a red eye where I wasn't asleep before the plane took off. Which is glorious. It is. I mean, it's bad to be that run yeah. down. But yeah. like when, when you oh. semi-consciously yes. feel... Oh, okay, we're tack. Okay, we're yeah. taking off, and like, but you don't wake up. Yeah. It's like your your body says, "Okay, we're in the air," but I'm like, yes. "But I'm still gonna fall asleep." That is glorious. It's a gift. I, I, oh. the, the, for the white noise in the uh, hotel room yesterday, yeah. I put the uh, the airplane cabin sound out there. on my phone. I like that. I, I do rain on top oh, of tent. Do. Yes, rain on top of tent. Yes. Rain on top of tent. Yeah. Not bad. Do you do white noise? No, no. It's usually it's usually you know some. My wife is a huge tennis freak, so it's usually the tennis channels on in the background. <laughs> that's the that's the noise that's going on. With grunting, so, someone yeah. screaming, grunting on Absolutely. a backhand. Yes, it's yeah. great. great, Andrew. You're the best. <laughs> Thank so you. Many, so many jokes. Yes, there are. All yes, right, there are. Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network. It's Waddle and Sylvie at the combine. It's all brought to you by Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. We'll give you the latest on Justin Fields and the Bears next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weird. Get weird. It's get weird. Is it cold in here? Is it just me? It's been cold. Everywhere I walk, it's been freezing. Yes. It's warmed up a little outside, but like in the hallways of the hotel. I didn't know if it was just me being an old guy. No, in the hallways here, it's cold. 
Okay, like uh, the the I'm old and and uh, you're not conversation will continue in a second. But uh, Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit wintrust.com slash find us. Remember FDIC. I got okay, complimented so for the combine nipples uh, reference to with Siciliano. Oh, really? Yes. From another uh, another host. From the Asheville station. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were very nice. Very friendly people. They're gone now. Um, So I'm cold because I'm old. You're cold probably because you're old. Tyler's over there with a bead of sweat on his forehead. Maybe because he's hungover. Maybe not. I don't know. Right now? Yeah. Can you be hungover at like this time of the afternoon? Not really. I mean, you have to have a violent hangover. (laughs) So Sylvie goes, hey, where's the, is there any water around here? Is there like a way where can I get a bottle, bottle of water? So Tyler turns to his right and says, There's a water fountain right there. And you would have thought that he said, Hey, there's a Bigfoot. Hey, Sasquatch is right there. Like, oh my God, the Loch Ness monster just, you know, pulled his head out of the water. You looked at him. Water like, fountain. Water, what's a I'm water bend, fountain? Bend over. And we started lapping it up we, with my tongue. We, like we the used old to days? drink out of a. Oh, I used to hose. love a good water fountain. I, I, I used to love the hose. I, does that sound weird? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I. I don't even know if we can bring that one back. Can <laughs> we? <laughs> <laughs> a little fatigue is setting. Yeah, right so I mean, we've well. been up so since uh, so early. But like the water fountain isn't getting it done for me. No, no. I'm I, yeah, like this is 2024 where I've been conditioned. You don't to, think I bottled water? Like I don't. It is weird these days. I don't. And I used to drink out of the faucet all the time. I don't fill a cup with faucet water ever anymore. Do you think that's you just consider- habit or is that concern? Because you're probably going to put I'm something not that it's right. into your mouth tonight that's less clean than oh, the water sure. fountain over there. Oh, 100%. Like, I drank out By of By that, filter, I just meant like a drink. Like the fridge-filtered water at right. home. Like, yeah. my, my fridge has filtered water. You got yes. spoiled at Hallis with the fully stocked uh, coolers. That's, that's, yeah. that's a good point, Kev Bo. That is truly a good point. But... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm reluctant. I don't know the last time I've taken a drink out of a water fountain either. Pampered. I'm trying to think spoiled. of the last. No, but, like, I I mean, I filled my bottle up from that water fountain here. Look at you. You're a pioneer over yeah. there. You know? I, I just went out back yeah. to the well and, we and failed like out a, I know a, a no, bucket I know. of water Absolutely. for myself. I got another complaint. I, but you know what was great about the hose water? I'm back to the hose. It used cold. to be cold yeah. as hell. Cold. It would get so damn cold yeah. in the summer. It could be 95 degrees outside. Yeah. You turn that hose on, and then you would get that cold water that was, like, in the 40s. And that would quench your you, thirst better than Gatorade. And if you wanted to, you could do the old maniac thing, like Tommy Boy, and spray yourself with water. Uh, uh, anyway, um, so we got up early today to come over here for or for do something today. I want to know this has to be intentional, right? Because I did not set when I go into a, a hotel room. I don't like set the alarm on the alarm clock if it exists over there because I I just don't want to mess with it. I tried to call for a wake up call, which was a bit of a roundabout way, but I finally got it done. 
because I hit like the they button. Were, they weren't I, answering. No, no, but I hit the there on the on the phone. It says hit a button for a wake up call. They send you to like a Marriott. Um, oh, like a corporate uh, yeah, wake yeah. up call now? <laughs> like, geez, They've outsourced just, the, yeah. the, the wake up and call? It, and it was a recording, so I just hung up on it I, and I called and got a wake up call, set my phone. 5 a.m., the alarm clock next to the bed that's, starts blaring at 5 a.m. That's the worst. Okay, but. But someone has set it from the previous day. That's intentional, day. correct? What do you mean How, that's intentional? That has to be intentional that somebody did that. No, to, it's from the last person who stayed and they. They didn't like turn they, it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes have, don't you alarm, have to take, make well, it there, go off. Well, don't there's some alarm off? clocks where if you don't manually turn it off after you hit the button to like turn off the initial blaring, it just resets it for the next day because people are people of habit. I know, but you know the hotel to, we're it's in. Happened to me too. This is a, the hotel we're in. That's not a like. Multi-functional alarm clock. That's like one you get for ten bucks down at the center. I want to. I want like the ears. Intentional? How though? Like who would be? Would someone being a jackass setting the alarm? Like, I'm going I'm to get the next, next person. Guy. Yeah, people do that. We'll pass it forward. What a, yeah. what, that's a jerk move. No question. That, someone's going to pay. That's that's something where You've karma never will, heard that? will get that. That person. people do that. I've never heard of this. No? I no. Really. Oh, yeah. it's a funny That's a prank. Bad person. It's a funny prank, but, but that person's going to pay on the other end. Is it a funny prank? Because you don't get They're any the payoff. Right? You don't get to see the payoff of it all, unless there's a camera. Unless in the room. there's a camera, you got to debug your your room. But no, there's. I'm not suggesting there's a camera in the room. But like, okay, guys, honestly, there are a lot of horrible people in this world. To think that someone would just set the you can't go. Oh my God, nobody would ever do it. Yeah, people do stupid stuff like that I all would the do time. It. I think that sounds yeah, like a Kev, pretty good rant. Total Kevbo move. That is. Total yeah. Kevbo move. Have you done that, Kevin? I'm going to start. <laughs> it's a pretty good idea, right? By the way, uh, Foxy has responded to my text. So John Fox is here. I heard, yeah. We I don't know you. which team he works for anymore. I don't think he's with anybody right now. So what's he doing? I, Why is he here? He, he loves ball. He loves football. He and listen. He coached here in Indianapolis before he took the job in Detroit. Him and Allen Robinson just hanging out at the combine. All I know is it's good for us. He's going to be at the restaurant across the street from where we're going to be, and we're going to meet up for a cocktail, or ten, or twelve. You know, if you if you if you commit to a night of hanging out with John, it's a commitment. Why do I still like that vodka? I'm just saying we could have a you know yeah we're gonna have a good time. By the way, there. Hey, you still getting condoms stuck in your toilets? No, we got that cleared up before we sold the house to him. Yeah, but that to me is still the greatest. That's the greatest. I had one stuck in my toilet. No, we cleared that up for him. That's the greatest piece of advice I could give to any first-time homeowner. <laughs> Whatever you do over the course of the ownership of your home, don't flush tampons or condoms down the, the toilet. Not just don't lick the outlets. <laughs> what? Don't lick the outlets. <laughs> I've never heard What's that. What's the dumbest piece of advice you could ever give someone? <laughs> Don't lick the outlets is up there. Listen, there is at least, I think, some, some credibility to the advice I'm giving what about you. Sticking like sticking a fork in the outlet. That too. Right. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't ask your brother to drive over your leg in the driveway. I mean, like, what? <laughs> what else you got for me, Tyler? What other stupid piece Don't lay underneath the car right. while it's moving. Yeah. Don't put your hand on a burning. 
On the stove. stove. Yeah, there. That's another good one. I like this story right here. Former lawyer who spent six years living on the world's most exclusive invite-only cruise ship has revealed the secrets of the boat. This is truly a pleasure boat. Guy says, I sailed on the world's most, uh, the world's most elite cruise where rich, live, full-time. It's a floating sin city awash with sex and secrets. Wow. I didn't know. Like, I, I often find myself saying the following. I didn't know something like that existed. And then I end up slapping myself saying... How in the world could you ever be so naive that something like this wouldn't exist? He lived on the boat? His bombshell claims uh, paint a fascinating picture of the vessel named The World, where passengers are caught in fiery clashes and affairs. It sounds like a real-life, you know, uh, reality show. Ex-commercial litigator Peter Antonucci, 64, from New York, compared the massive 644-foot, 12-deck residential ship to a frat house. The world was launched in tw- uh, 2002, promising passengers a lifestyle of residential luxury adventure that was previously unimaginable. Home to 165 super luxe apartments from stylish studios to three-bedroom apartments. Wow. The ship travels to more than 100 destinations every year and is shrouded in secrecy. Its condos reportedly cost between $2 million and $15 million each, excluding annual ownership fees, and you must be invited by a resident and seconded by another to buy. An individual net worth of at least $10 million is report, uh, reportedly necessary for residents. Ex-passenger Peter and his wife Tammy bought their first condo on the cruise ship for about $1.6 million in 2014 after earlier enjoying a taster voyage came to love the boat's crew and routine they switched suites multiple times throughout their residency before leaving in 2019 sick of the gossip and the rumors and the cattiness and having seen the world a few times hmm. can you imagine while wow, living on a cruise ship of drama and debauchery Whew. As residents, we salaciously sat and watched them brewing, uh, uh, talking about these subplots and stories. A lot of people on the ship were entranced by the gossip. The ship was powered by rumors, more by rumors than diesel fuel. There were parties every day on board the ship, he claimed, with a lot of what he witnessed somewhat ana- uh, analogous to a fraternity house. Can you imagine living on a boat? That was basically you were living in a two million or ten million dollar. No contract. privacy whatsoever, no. and it's just swinging. And, and right, there's nowhere to go because you're on the ocean. So it's not like you could go get in your car and go somewhere. I love it. I think it's great. you love it. I love it. I think it's a great story. I don't want to live on it. Yeah, no but I way. I think it's a great story. I've never even been on a cruise. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of. of My wife said cruises. I would not like it. Yeah, if you have any type of motion sensitivity, you don't want to be on one, even a, a big one. I'll leave you with this story before we uh, go to break. Man has his penis bitten off and eaten by a pet dog. <laughs> How could you not give us that? Man suffered a horrifying ordeal in Germany this week when his pet dog, about the size of a Jack Russell, bit off his penis and ate it. Gave his dog a bone. Pretty well played. Neighbors alerted the police early on Tuesday morning on account of the dog's incessant barking coming from the man's home at around 2 a.m. Upon arriving at the property, a single-family home uh, in the northwest German uh, town of Herny, 
The first responders heard pained groans coming from inside. At this point, they broke down the door to find the 66-year-old man and his dog. Police quickly realized the man's life was in danger, and they rushed him to the hospital. According to the German tabloid Bild, neither the man's penis or an instrument of the crime has been recovered from the scene. How, how did the dog get it? What do you mean? Well, it was... Like, it's not like it's accessible. The victim has also been unable to provide information himself due to his health. So he can't answer your question. But according to officials, the most likely hypothesis being considered is that the dog was the cause of the man's injuries. Maybe he was asleep. One hypothesis, of course, is that the dog, which is about the size of Jack Russell Terrier, bit off penis and ate it. But it's also possible a sex accident or crime occurred. That's what they're saying. Oh, oh, like there was an, a, a, another human involved here? Yeah. I think it'd be pretty easy to determine. Just take that dog in for an x-ray. All right, when we come back, I've got another story about a hot dog. Get it? Hot dog. I have a hot dog story when we come back. Broadcasting live from Indianapolis and the NFL Combine, this is the Waddle and Sylvie Show on ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. Another question for you. You just told me that uh, you think you saw Blake Corum running back. I think so, yes. From Michigan. I I think, but I wasn't like 100% popular. Positive. Wouldn't that be interesting if you just sent Tyler out there to say, hey, Blake, can you join the show? And he goes, I'm not Blake. Well, You're not good with names and faces. Well, and I was scarred from I'm earlier you when. I went there. Yes, when I, when I went up to what I thought was Carl Williams, and it wasn't Carl. And no. I just called him Carl, Caleb's dad. So you said Blake Corum was out there petting the dog. And the only dog I saw coming in was one of the police dogs that's wearing a vest that says, don't pet. Yes. Like, so what is he doing petting So, so I, I, I think it was Blake Corum, so I'm looking at a picture of him. It does look like Blake Corum. He has a little bit longer hair now. Um, stocky guy. Thick. Yeah. Uh, Fabulous. Then, and then there's a lion, a guy who is wearing a lion's gear who gave him a shout-out and said thank you to him. Okay, well, then it's, so, like, it's Blake Corum. It, like, that it's mat- Blake Corum. That mat- Yes. Why was he petting the police dog when it says don't pet? I wasn't doing like a, a, a Chuck Gowdy investigation on that. But if some, if, if Blake Corum would actually get bit by the dog, that would be a Blake it, Corum problem. It, not it, a it was a long, it was a long pet too. Okay, it, it happened for a little Usually bit. Usually, the officer who has the police dog with him will will not allow that. Hence, the reason why it says don't pet the dog. Speaking of dogs, the Philadelphia Phillies are scrapping the $1 hot dog nights following unruly fan behavior. For more than a quarter century, Phillies fans considered dollar hot dog night among the best ballpark promotions out there. But the team has now decided it was the worst WU. Is there any place in Chicago where you can get a hot dog for a dollar at a ball game? Uh, or at a ball game? I bet you some of the mi- oh, one of the minor league parks. Yeah, there. I'm talking like the major league stuff. Uh, those dog days of April when the Phillies' uh, weather is cold and the wieners are steel are gone. 
Phillies officially ended the popular promotion Thursday and replaced Dollar Dogs on select dates with a two-for-one deal at two April games at Citizens Bank Park. A statement from the team said the change was made based on the organization's ongoing commitment to provide a positive experience for all fans in attendance. What wasn't so positive about Dollar Dog Nights, you ask? Well, I bet you they were leftover and bad. Armed with projectile frankfurters, some unruly Phillies fans began oh. chucking their favorite meat during a game last year, and the dogs soared like cans of corn throughout the stands and onto the field. They were so cheap that they didn't care about throwing them. The demand for the discount dogs also led to clogged lanes, if not arteries, on the concourses, and the cramped spaces led to security and safety problems. So gross. So you will not get your dollar dogs any longer uh, if you're uh, at a Phillies game. A Hampshire glamping site told to close after complaints about loud sex and bad singing. I've always wanted to glamp. It's glam, glamorous, glamorous camping. camping yeah. Yes, it's billed as a peaceful glamping retreat designed to provide visitors to the new forests with a taste of life, simple pleasures, perfect for romantic getaways or family breaks. But secret garden clam- uh, glamping in Lymington, Hampshire, has been ordered to close after neighbors complained about late night parties, noisy sex, and blaring karaoke sessions that featured delusional versions of the song "Islands in the Stream." Is that where Miller is on vacation? I think so. Uh, no, he's in New Hampshire, not Hampshire. Ah. What What do we get from uh, Blake Corum? Was it Blake Corum? Tyler? I only saw Lineman. Oh. You're over for 2, man. Like, No, it was definitely Blake Corum. Are you sure? Yes. I mean, it may, it may have been. Yeah. I, but when I... He's a running back, corner, don't, don't yeah, forget. Yeah, he probably sped away. Yeah. And finally, a weightlifter ate 39 coins and 37 magnets because he thought zinc helps in bodybuilding. Doctors oh. at a New Delhi hospital removed 39 coins and 37 magnets from a man's intestines after he swallowed the metals under the assumption that, hey, zinc helps in bodybuilding. X-rays taken before the surgery uh, inside the hospital show massive metal clots forming in the 26-year-old's intestines after he spent several weeks ingesting the coins while undergoing treatment for an undisclosed psychiatric condition. I think that is the, that's the part of the story that maybe wasn't in the headline. Not only did he think that the zinc from the coins was going to help him, he also had a psychiatric condition. How 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 much would one coin, if you swallowed, affect you? Like you know, I I think we were all conditioned to believe that when we were kids, they would have to pump your stomach if you like swallowed a dime or swallowed a nickel. Would that? I think you'd be okay. Would, would you? I think, well, I think would you pass coin. it? One now, coin. One coin. I don't know if you could do a quarter versus like a dime. What about a silver dollar? Would that really yeah, screw no chance. you? No? Yeah. What about a Susan, Susan B. Anthony dollar? Oh, I think you could squeeze it out. I mean, you've seen you've seen some stuff that no, says the, there's no doubt. You wouldn't even be able to find that thing the, in that thing. The Susan B. Anthony dollar is, is a thick coin, too. It's a little thicker, but it's yeah. definitely, I think it's digestible. I don't think it is. I think it you is. Wanna, you want to test it out for no, us here as our regi- resident digester? No. but I'll do I, it. As, a, as like a show bit, I'll do Kev-bo it. Kevbo will do it. I'll swallow a dollar. Me, yeah. You know what? You get to keep it. How about this, Kevbo? This you is our promotion. You get to keep what goes in. However many. I will keep feeding you coins. <laughs> you tell me when to stop. However many of them you can eat, you keep. And then I keep them, and then I go to you gotta, buy you more gotta, pitch rings. you gotta, you got to fish them out. 
But how many do you think you'd be willing to eat without putting your life in jeopardy? Uh, but, you know, a half a dollar's worth. Uh, what denomination? Like pennies, dimes, It's up to you. You, get, you make the call. Okay. Sacagawea dollars? No, I don't know. I'm not, and I'm not bringing you gold coins from the 1800s. Come on. Uh, let's just let's start with silver dollars and below. All right. Yeah, I'm down. How many do you think you'd eat? Until I get full. <laughs> would Abdallah do this? Abdallah is eating worms. We have to talk to him. When we talk to him. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, today it's uh, Bears Weekly. So oh, we have Joniak. that's right. That's we have right. Joniak at sex. Joniak coming up in an hour. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to text Abdallah right now. Would he eat he, coins? Yeah, for, one coin. One coin for money. I'll uh, retell the story about uh, my chance encounter with Caleb Williams. Um, and uh, we'll get to that uh, coming up. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's all coming up next.